Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Wise, wise, inward journey, episode six, The Invite. Early Thursday morning around 6.45 a.m., Stevie woke up just before her alarm sounded. This rarely happened as she normally hits news at least twice after it sounded at 7.15 sharp. She rubbed her eyes, stretched a little, and began wiggling her feet, toes, hands, and fingers. She immediately noticed feeling well-rested while carrying a deep sense of unrecognized gratitude. A gentle smile came over her face as Stan's mild snoring continued to echo through the room. She arose gently and slowly, leaving Stan to continue sleeping until the alarm sounded. She threw on her robe and quietly headed downstairs to enjoy her new morning ritual with French press coffee, lemon water, and some fresh fruit. Journaling on her back porch as the sun rises had also been added to the list. See, the night before, on Wednesday evening, after saying goodnight to Stan, Stevie enjoyed a warm Epsom and sea salt bath with lavender oil, rose petals, and a little coconut oil for that silky smooth skin feel. To assist her peaceful solitude, she chose some relaxing flute music and poured some Pinot Noir red wine to enjoy. As the evening progressed, her mind began to drift. She pondered her past two weeks, the events, interactions, ups and downs. She reflected at how serendipitously it was meeting Rio, her new neighbor, and also on a whim. Then going to Janet and Michael's for family weekend and that two-day adventure. And then there was the ride home with Stan on that Sunday. The past week or so since returning had been pretty low-key. And her and Stan had just seemed to fall back into the mundane rite of everyday life. Still, she felt different, a little odd, but better somehow. All of these events over the past two weeks seemed in some way to offer more meaning than usual as she contemplated and analyzed. Was it more interest or less resistance? Better communication or less reaction? She wasn't quite sure what was different exactly, Maybe many things, maybe nothing. Maybe she was just changing. Maybe she was waking up. Maybe she was losing her mind. <laughs> she giggled out loud, just excited to feel something again. With hazy steam filling the air, Stevie laid back in the tub with a warm washcloth over her face, just letting one thought after the other come and go. For once, she wasn't attempting to figure anything out or stay attached to any outcome. She wasn't carrying any judgment or getting emotionally involved. As an hour or so passed, she started to see her fingers prune. Stevie stepped out of the tub and began to dry off. After putting her hair up in a towel, she began rubbing her lotion on her legs. As she bent down, she noticed the water going down the drain in a circular motion. She paused. The motion of the water and whisking sound made it mesmerizing and produced a sensation of cleansing and renewal. Chills shot over the, her whole body. Almost in a trance, the words, let it go, were repeated over and over in Rios's voice. 
Let it go. Who are you? Let it go. What's your passion? Let it go. As Stevie continued drying off and the water finished draining, she snapped out of the trance-like state and slowly walked over to the sink. There she drew a heart with her index finger in the steamy mirror, then turned off the bathroom light and walked towards her bed. Pulling the sheets back, she started to reach for her book, but instead she leaned over, turned off the light, and got into her sleeping position. Then she took a deep breath, closed her eyes, and said out loud in the most loving voice, I'm listening, Rio. Thank you. We are soul family. I want to change. I hope we visit again soon. I feel like you're my teacher. A small tear formed in the corner of her eyes as she filled with an unexpected surge of appreciation and inspiration. Those tears turned into full-blown emotional release as she didn't resist any and allowed this unexpected cry to continue. Flashes of self-judgment and blame suddenly appeared. Embarrassment, shame, sadness, then anger. Rio's calm voice reappeared. Let it go. Let it go. Within just a few minutes, the sobbing waned and her heartbeat slowed. Her breathing then leveled out and she gently drifted off into a nice slumber. Excited for the day and now downstairs, Stevie gathered her coffee, lemon water, journal, and fruit. As she opened the back door, she noticed a note taped to the window pane. She sat everything down, smiled and said, good morning to the sun, then took a deep breath, grabbed the envelope, sat down and opened the note. It was Rio and Having inviting Stevie and Stan over for snacks, drinks and conversation this coming Friday evening. Oh my goodness, she exclaimed out loud. I can't believe this. I was just thinking about this last night. That's so weird and yet so cool. About that time, Stan stuck his head out the door. Good morning, honey. I gotta run. I'm running late. Oh, good morning, Stevie responds. Oh, Stan, Friday night, tomorrow night. We have plans. You're gonna get to meet Rio and we both will get to meet Haven, their partner. Oh, I can't wait. They're so amazing. They invited us over for drinks and snacks. So don't be late, okay? 7 p.m. this Friday. With no reply, Stan closed the door behind him, rushing down the steps and into his truck. See you, babe, Stan yells. He started the truck and off he went. Stevie, stunned a little and confused, uttered, uh, uh, goodbye, hon, and gave a light wave. She took a deep breath and smiled while glancing at the sun, followed by her first sip of coffee of the morning. It's gonna be a good day. Stevie leaned back in her chair and kicked her feet up on the railing. As the sun continued to rise, the birds feverishly chirped while the air carried tones from nearby wind chimes. Stevie began writing in her journal reflections of the night before in the invite on the door. The following day, as Friday evening arrived, Stevie was sitting at the kitchen table looking at the clock, tapping her foot nervously. Where is he at? It's already 6.30. He's not even home yet? We're going to be late. He knew how important this was for me. A few minutes later, she heard Stan's truck pull into the driveway and cut off. 
She rushed to meet him at the door as she heard him walking up the back steps. As Stan opened the door, You've got to get ready, Stan. We're going to be late, Stevie insisted. Nice to see you, babe, Stan replied. What are you so worked up about? Who are these people? Why should I even be interested? I've been working all day. I just want to watch the baseball game tonight. What are you saying? I shared with you yesterday morning before you left for work. Just please go take a shower and do this for me. Why don't you just go visit them? You know, I don't really like meeting new people. Are they white, African, American, Indian, gay, straight, men or women? I mean, give me something to work with here. Stevie, with her face in her hands, slowly elevated her voice. Oh, Stan, you frustrate me with your judgmental questions and your negative attitude. Always the same thing. None of that matters. I go to your family crap without ever complaining. I go to support you, my husband, and I, I, geez, I can't believe this. These are cool people, Stan. At least Rio is. They're amazing. Like other planet-level amazing. And I'm sure Haven is going to be very pleasant and interesting as well. They're not like the people you are usually around, Stan. I don't, I don't really like those people either. I need this. I need new people in my life, Stan. Just go. Go. Take a shower. Stevie pushed Stan up the stairs in a forceful fashion and then began gathering herself. Looking on the hallway mirror, she straightened her dress, closed her eyes, and murmured, Oh, you better not screw this up for me, Stanley Marvin Winthrop. I need this in my life right now. We need this in our lives right now. Please. Well, those are very, very strong words by Stevie there. And I would caution anybody, as I've learned since meeting you, Alexander, be careful of the words that you say because mm-hmm. she's almost like demanding that her want comes true. And there's always a, a cost to all of our wants, right? Yes, yes. And I think many of our listeners are going to be able to relate to these types of scenarios before we're getting into what the Just Philosophy refers to as deal-making relationships. And in the second segment, we're going to get into really how to approach relationships from a more conscious view and be able to work outside of this deal-making scenario. Well, that's a good preview into what we have coming up. But let's first go back to the beginning and shine a light on Stevie. She went through her process as we flash back in this episode of her I don't want to say grieving, but she went through a releasing process and then she wakes up the next morning and she feels freer. She feels free. She feels light and fluffy. And that is such a great feeling, as I know. And whenever you have this release, you just feel lightweight and like you could do anything. And even though she has had that experience, everybody else around you, including Stan in this instance, hasn't joined that but we can easily forget that we're alone on this release and everybody else around us hasn't had that experience yeah and hopefully this reflects to many the approval of this type of release and how healthy it is on all five of the levels but especially that emotional level and unfortunately our culture has been trained or directed that these types of emotional releases are bad or Maybe some people are just afraid that they won't be able to turn it off once they turn it on. I think there's many variables in that. 
But the main thing to get across here that I see and appreciate is the willingness to just allow it to happen. And that's what she experienced the night before in the tub with, you don't have to necessarily label it as meditation, but that's pretty much what she was doing. She was just allowing with the washcloth on her face, just allowing the thoughts to come and go. And she didn't have any attachment to any of them. And then very similar, once she got into the bed and this release began just as a tear in the corner of the eye, it entered into appreciation and inspiration. But Many of us, all our emotions are just all mixed up. And so that turned into a full release and going into many different levels of emotions. And that's very common. Sometimes we have to go through these different levels to fully process it. And again, the less judging that we can do, which she exemplified here, it moved through pretty quickly. And then she seemed to relish in the morning after the different experience of waking up even before the alarm clock goes off. And you mentioned the judgment of emotions. And I think sometimes people have misunderstood us when we've talked about emotions, including myself. I've noticed that I've had this kind of negative connotation come in because of the conscious act of trying to manage my emotions. That management has led me to think that they're bad Mm. over time, you know, when I first got into this, because I need to be watching and looking for those emotions to come up and then reprimanding, like if we had to manage children, if we were watching our siblings' children, Mm -hmm. and when they would have an emotional reaction or they would do something we didn't want them to do, then we'd have to watch over them and then correct them. And I feel like it's sort of the same thing. So management by default can be seen as a negative thing because it's something that we actively need to be looking out for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a great point to bring up because it's been a little challenge of mine for over 20 years to get this point across that the whole point is to learn to not judge the emotions as so-called good or bad, to see them more as they're an experience that you choose. And this works with children because if you have a seven or eight-year-old that's throwing a fit, but you're able to teach them not that what they're doing is wrong or bad, but to introduce them into a different experience of something enjoyable. Well, that's not working out, so let's go over here and let's do this. And uh, children are very adaptable. So we need to remember that about ourselves of like, I'm starting to experience some anger or some frustration here. And to realize that we have the power to choose that experience and to either go, yes, I'm going to go fully into that anger or to say, no, I'm going to redirect this over here into a more of a learning situation to where I can gain benefit out of it. And that's a power that most people in our culture are just not aware of, that these emotions are choices. But see, we get trained in our family lineage by what's being exemplified, especially the first seven years of our lives, is that's what people will continue to carry on, and that's what we call family lineage. So so part of the three R's of recognize it, whether it's a person, place, or situation, to learn to respect it, and that's getting out of the judgment of it, and then to redirect it. And too many people recognize and then go to redirecting right away. But learning to not judge it is very important before the redirection, and we'll get more and more into that in the full episode. Yeah, you've also mentioned that emotions can be messengers, and so if we think about it as a postman coming to give us a letter, what's in the letter we may be able to judge 
good or bad, but the person delivering it isn't actually good or bad. Right, right. And that's another great analogy. And the main thing is getting out of this training that there are so-called good emotions and so-called bad emotions. And I find that when you're able to see them as experiences, that means that when the so-called good comes around, that you go into it more. It's more of an experience. So it's learning what to lean into and to exaggerate and then what to lean into and manage. And so this basically gets down to outside of judgment, but how it actually makes you feel after the experience on an energetic level, on a mental level, on a physical, on a spiritual and mental, on all the different levels. So see, this is more than you're just trying to fool yourself or just retrain. It's an actual experience that you learn over time to know, I'm going to choose this over this, not because this person deserves it, but more because I deserve it in my field and how I choose to experience feeling on all five levels each and every day. So in this story, Stevie, going off the experience that she had when she first met Rio, is I feel like she's on a high after reviewing the inspiration that she had. And I think many times, including myself, when we are in situations in our life where things aren't working out and we're looking for a different way and maybe we're not taking action on it, but then we suddenly have this experience that is totally outside anything we've ever experienced before, but it's in kind of what we feel like we want, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is what Stevie has had. And then she keeps kind of reviewing and building this experience up and being in this very high high level and I want to say like a joy but it seems like she's not very grounded in thinking about the other side of things where she's offering other grounding thoughts to put in perspective her situation and the things that are upcoming I feel like she's almost building some expectations here throughout this whole episode where she's first thinking about Rio when she's going through her releasing Mm -hmm. but that seems like it's more inspirational so that's pretty good And then when she gets the invitation, I feel like she instantly goes into expectation. Like, this is going to be great because the first time, her first experience with Rio was great. And Mm -hmm. then she almost projects that onto Stan when he's not going along with her energy. Yes, and to see that this is very common that we project whatever experience we want to have. We want to project that on our partners or our friends or even family. It's a big stumbling block in our self-development, but it's a stage that I like to say that everybody needs to go through and will go through. And then you learn to be more selective about where you do put your energy when you're going to somewhere that does feed you why you don't want somebody coming alone that really doesn't want to be there. And we'll go into that deeper later. But this is getting away from this bargaining type of relationship is what really aids the energetic level. And when you start focusing on all five of these levels as equally as important, the energetic level is that you want whoever comes with you to want to be there, for that vibe to be as high as it can, or maybe you do want to go by yourself. So 
We'll see how this continues in their meeting in one of the following stories. But I'm sure that this vibration, it's not over yet, and they haven't gotten to the gathering yet. So we'll see how the energy continues to build. Yeah, that kind of what you're talking about is another point that I want to bring up is the sacrifice or compromise that Stevie is evoking at the end where she's saying, well, I go to your family stuff. And I'm looking forward to our conversation, getting more into that type of conscious relationship where we do discuss where sacrifice has a place or doesn't have a place. Yes. And this brings in the boundaries in our relationships. That's very important to increasing intimacy. Boundaries are a very important part of that. And Stan's dismissive attitude of Stevie as she's trying to tell him what good of a time that going to see Rio and Haven are going to be as he's walking out. I mean, he's late for work, so we got to give him a little break there. But he doesn't even acknowledge that she's saying anything. And then he just says, hey, bye, honey. This reminds me of something that I kind of go through, and it might be attributed to the five profile type in the human design, maybe even related to cancer influence. Sure. Where he's feeling some confrontation or friction because he's hearing all this coming at him and it's probably not on the same frequency that he's on. And it seems like he doesn't like to have new experiences anyway. So all right. of this is coming at him and he doesn't know how to handle it. And so he immediately goes into processing mode and shuts down and doesn't know what to do. So he just goes about his business. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a very common tactic with those five profiles that you were mentioning from the human design is to avoid. And For some reason, uh, fives can talk themselves into that if I just avoid this, it'll go away. But, of course, she was letting him know how important that was to her. And it may have served him a lot better to, even though he was in resistance, to acknowledge it at that time or at least mentioned, let's talk about this when I get home or something like that. But it seems like it wasn't mentioned all through the rest of the day, Thursday evening or possibly even Friday morning. And this is where people get stuck in conflicts in relationships because they just truly aren't listening to one another. And there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of hearing, but listening is a deeper process. Yeah, and it seemed like Stan or like myself, we can put it out because we need time to process it. So we feel like we can't talk about it. And then we think with time we'll be able to, but then other things come up and it gets pushed to the back. And then Days later, it's not talked about. So we think, oh, we don't need to concern ourselves with it anymore. And Stevie had a lot of frustration at the end with that because then Stan brought up the questions that he was even having internally when all that was going down. And it seemed like Stevie was having an emotional reaction because Stan was not on the same level of frequency that she was about having a good time or even open-minded about going, but she had already had the experience of meeting Rio, so she kind of knows what to expect now. Mm -hmm. But I think we can even say that Stevie may not have been open right at the beginning of meeting Rio either. Sure, sure. She was going about her normal method of operation, and she asked some of the same questions that Stan's asking now to her, And she wound up feeling silly asking those questions to Rio. And I think there's some embarrassment that's connected there. And we're going to dissect a little bit why frustration is a great signal that many times that person on the other end of your frustration is reflecting something back to you 
that you don't like or that you feel like you've moved past or have corrected even. And so it's a really good check-in for everyone that when you are feeling frustration, make sure you're taking the view of the mirror because there's wonderful information there. But we're going to get into deeper and deeper explanations in the following part. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness, utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.